welcome to I Love That. A bachelor podcast because the unexamined life isn't worth living. I'm Dr. Wade. I'm Dr. Zach. Episode two of uh, Katie's Bachelorette season is starting to heat up. It and it's the spicy, man. Yeah, um, I, I like that they just told us right at the start of the episode, like Carl's going to get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really ready for it when it started happening. I didn't like that guy um, he, at all. The, he's like the motivational speaker slash influencer dude. So I think in our uh, episode zero, we we probably didn't have the the nicest things to say about him. And we were probably right. I think we were 100 percent right. You know, and it seems like, like, dude, that guy straight up goes, this is the Hunger Games, bro. Like, <laughs> Carl, my guy, you are not the right energy, and I don't like you, and I knew I wasn't going to like you. Yeah, he's got a real need-to-win vibe behind everything he does. That's insufferable. I like winning, and I like competition, but I don't need to win everything. Yeah, I don't think I've ever sincerely, like, screamed, I need that trophy about anything. I'm trying to think. When I was in band, I needed to win. But that was, like, an actual definite competition. Right. And I knew knew we were the better band. You know what I mean? Also, I fucking hate Rancho Bernardo, Poway, and Mount Carmel. Those bands can fucking suck it. They can suck it. Specifically Rancho Bernardo. They can super suck it, okay? That band was our rival. They're scum. And they thought they were better than this when they fucking weren't, okay? And nothing boiled my skin more than losing to Rancho fucking Bernardo. I hated it. I hated it so fucking much. You have no idea. I'm getting flashbacks of walking by them. And then, you know, sometimes I try and be cool. I'm like, what up, tubas? And they're like, They just scoff and look at us, and I'm like, just because you're from some rich San Diego's town, you know, this is Arcadia High School, motherfucker. We have 400 people in our band, you clown. Um, Yeah, probably the only time that I've ever almost gotten in a fight at a band competition was against Rancho Bernardo. Sorry. No, it seems the rivalry lives to today. Shots fired at Rancho Bernardo. If you yeah. want to defend yourselves, you can email us at I love that bachelor at gmail.com. <laughs> you shitty cowards. Um, you shitty cowards. So this is a podcast like- where we talk about the bachelorette. Yes, we were doing the bachelorette. Katie's night, night two. Um, I was triggered there. Um, Something I don't like or I find to be super ridiculous when these kind of types of things get said is Katie with Tasha and Caitlin going, it's so easy to like them. And then it's cut to the boys and they're like, she's so easy to talk to, too. I'm like, OK, I don't. Yeah, everybody's, everybody's so. got that like milk toast optimism. For, you know, yes. As long as it's possible. Yes. Um. You know, and then like again, the whole Carl thing. Get Carl some Xanax or a muzzle. That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Um, another tangential thing that I wanted to tell you is Katie is moving from Seattle to, and I would bet everything I own, L.A. or Nashville. 
Mm. And so you, you maybe would put she, your money on Connor B then. Is that where you're going? Yes. With? That's where Nashville is. Okay. Yes. Also, that's where all the bachelor people are at in those two cities, mm. more or less. Like a lot of them have moved to Nashville. That's fair. It's uh, like more affordable than LA. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, that, that's all my preamble stuff. If you want to give us the play by play. Tight. Well, the first group date here uh, is very familiar. This is something they've started doing very early in seasons. Uh, I definitely remember Hannah B's, you know, erotic poetry thing. We definitely had one with Matt James, and we do it again, where we, you know, go into sex trivia and make everyone do uh, poetry, and and you invite the virgin to this date. I hate that we do that, but you know what? Good for him. I think he did a really good job. And I was like, I, I felt that. Yeah. I was like, wow, dude, good for you. Like, that makes me happy. It really does. Like, you're owning you, man, and you're connecting. And I was hurting for him because they were showing us the talking head, which was definitely after it happened or like maybe during before he went on. And his eyes were already cried out and red. And I was like, you poor bastard, man. Yeah. But like you, you said, knew this he, was going to happen. He was true to himself, and like Katie received it as such. You know, he was sweet, confident, whatever. But yeah, it, it's they built it up so well too. Like I'm usually, uh, I had a, I usually have a problem with the editing on this show, but the way they did his talking heads and bounced, you know, between him being so concerned about it and then us seeing it kind of go well for him, that's uh, that's a win. It was. I nice. totally agree. Yeah, no, I think it was great. I literally, I, I. I really liked that, and I loved that, actually. Excuse me. Um, my question is, how do we get a collab on the Juicy Scoot podcast? <laughs> that was the, when that... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't write down her name, I forgot, but I was watching it with uh, my wife, and when that guest star popped up, she just said, Juicy Scoop. So that's what I oh wrote my God. down. That person has the Juicy Scoop podcast. Oh, wow. Huh. You want to know something really uh, weird that stuck out to me in this episode is I, I paused it to see what some of the weird answers the dudes wrote for the trivia was. Oh, nice. Cool. And, uh, the, it, this is weird. And because ABC censored it, I'm going to go out of my way to clarify it for everyone. <laughs> the question was, what is the woman's uh, largest sex organ? You know, Connor B, the teacher slash furry, correctly guessed brain. And what what it looked like Courtney wrote was the clit, especially if she's on steroids. But the word word clit was blurred out. Which is just, it's an odd thing to write to begin with. But the especially on steroids. And he had to specify that part of it. Which is really weird. Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a world I don't know. The the gym the roid life world. world, yeah, the roid world. Ah, uh, we're a we're a crazy bunch. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, what? And then I and then you see answers like that, and you can pick out all of the dudes that you would expect if you were to choose a lineup of the dudes and be like, which one of these guys don't know what an erogenous zone is? Courtney's one of them. James is one of them. Uh, I think Aaron would probably be one of them as well. Um, you know what I mean? And it's like, obviously, you know, and for me, that would be something that would bother me 
in a partner. You don't have to, I'm not saying you have to know a bunch of words, but like. Do your words good when you do words? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm really, I'm really trying not to be wordist. Is that a word? Um, sure. You know, but it's like, to me, that's a red flag. Like, Jesus Christ, that's never come up. When was the, what was the last book you read? <laughs> you know, which is my favorite, uh, my favorite clapback. Um, when was the last time you read? <laughs> uh, second highlight was uh, Carl, who wrote erogenous doggy as his go-to position. And I don't know if it's because he just heard the word erogenous in the previous question and wanted <laughs> to try it on and show that he was smart. It it just seemed ridiculous to me. What they didn't linger di- on it. But, yeah. what, what do you think the difference between doggy and erogenous doggy is? I mean, <laughs> presumably if you're doing doggy right, you, you would, uh, you know, hit one of them spots. But I I don't know. I don't think he's using the word right. Is I don't it? think so either. It's just funny to me. It's like, you, you, okay, like okay. sexual so. missionary. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I thought the virgin, by the way, who I don't remember his name. I thought he for sure was going to write missionary. Uh, what, he went to with try question to, mark, right? Uh, yeah, he went with question mark, which I thought smart. was actually pretty smart. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy that his went well. I enjoyed Connor's song. Same. Uh, virgin's name is Mike. Mike, there you go. I'm, gonna, I, no. I'm, I'm trying to do the names. Yeah, it's still early. We'll get know. there. I love Connor. I love Connor's song. I, I thought he slayed, and uh, it was almost too good. He's the pussy slayer, dude. Okay, I want to get into this. He's your favorite, um, apparently, right? Why do you think Connor's a pervert? No, so 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 Greg and Connor um, are tied for my favorites. I think. Okay. No, no, I, I, I have nothing against either of them. Like so far, I like them. I really liked Connor's song, but I couldn't help, first of all, that it was so good that I think that this is a guy who is a musician who happens to be teaching for money, as opposed to a teacher who happens to be able to write like a pretty flawless, you know jingle for a contest within whatever time limit they were given like as a musician i'm saying like it was good yeah so like this this guy like yeah he's clearly like a you know semi-pro or professional musician and i just you know jed was from nashville and jed he came on the show with his fucking songs and you know did our girl wrong to raise his profile so i i just kind of like you know had a had a flashback to that i get it and i said that i think in the first episode Um, that, that gives me a little bit of red Jed, Jed flags, but, (laughs) but, uh, I think he, based on the way that like he, his mannerisms are and in like the way he acts, I think he was someone who wanted to be a musician, but then realized I need a job. And I think he's sweet enough to actually enjoy helping kids learn. So I'm taking the glass half full on your take here. No, and and one of my dearest friends is a teacher, a musician. So, it's possible. That's weird. I'm not. I'm neither of those things. Uh, just w- one, one of. Oh, okay. Uh, just thanks. Not a doctor. That helps. Yeah, I was gonna grab my gun. 
So then we move on to the poetry section or performative section of the date. Uh, well, I guess that's what uh, that's what Connor's song was part of. Were there any other standouts for you? Um. So here's what I've got. I've got Connor was good. Boston guy sounds like he's from Boston. <laughs> wicked dude, fucking wicked. Um, Trey with the puppets. Okay, Courtney, I can relate to this carrot. Okay, cool, dude. You didn't know what erogenous meant. You probably just mm-hmm. fuck like it's a porn. Um, or or yeah. it, it just keeps getting narrower. Or, yeah. <laughs> you got a needle dick, dude. Yeah. Needle dick, needle, needle dick, dick, needle dick. That's my favorite scene in... Uh, uh, Waterboy? The, yeah. So funny, dude. Um, and it always reminds me of um, The Sixth Sense in that scene when the kid is calling him, Stuttering Stanley, Stuttering Stanley, which is, I, I think, related. I just watched that like a week ago. Oh, nice. Holds up. They do a really good job of not letting you know that Bruce Willis is dead. And no, no spoiler alert. Grow the fuck up. I was like five when that came out. Or also, I was under if, 10. If you watch that movie today, you'd figure it out in five Quick. minutes. Because you've Quick seen style. that. Now we've seen that movie a dozen times. And it's like, hey, yes. why this? Oh, of course. Yes. Um, yeah. And then. Uh, oh, yeah. Carl fucking hate that guy. I fucking hate that guy because he showed up and did his speaker routine. And I, I honestly, I think motivational speakers are snake oil salesmen. I don't like them. I don't trust them. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, I'm inclined to agree with you. And I mean, maybe he's just a really shitty one. I'm sure if you have a focus, you know, like I'm a recovering addict. Here's why you don't do heroin. Sure. You know. Whatever. Yes, 100%. I was on the streets. Here's, I don't, you know, there's, there's like noble ways to motivate people, but just a general catch-all motivational speaker. And, and his, his routine was shit. Like it, it, it just sounded like he was making stuff up on the fly, which makes me think that that's what he does for a living. Yeah. I don't like the guy. Um, okay. Uh. Carl, oh my god, I hate this guy. Wow, Virgin killed it. That actually makes me happy. Um, and then we get to the nighttime, right? Do you have any other standouts? Oh, I didn't... Uh, I'm not saying Connor B. is a pervert. I'm saying that uh, it's very possible, as my wife you pointed out... You called him out, a pervert! No, no. no what, <laughs> we've, you and I have discussed furries before, and I don't want to get into that. But Connor B. showing up in the cat costume makes me think it's possible that he has that kink and the way Katie was receiving it makes me think she might have that kink and I love seeing you know some kinks on this show like I I appreciate the inclusion and I was just pointing out that I think uh, yeah that Katie is into his whatever like shy shy pervert furry routine and I apologize to the furries if that's derogatory I'm sure we have so many (laughs) furry listeners we probably have millions of furry listeners Um, and if you are and you're upset um you can tell us how we can reform our ways and send us an email at I love that bachelor at gmail.com. We want to learn. Um, yeah, I fine. But on this furry note, I'd like to ask you, Hey Wade. Yeah, Zach. Did you call me a furry earlier via text? Not on air? No, this was, uh, so what we just explained, God, we were, cause we I were felt texting. like you called me a furry and I'm not. They canceled the brony convention. You, that's a different thing. That, I'm just saying, dude. You said, I think I'm perfect for Katie. I agreed with you 
and I said minus the furry stuff because I, you know, observed with Connor being Katie. Oh, because of her furry a, stuff. Yeah, oh, they're like, see, okay, okay, I you, get it. On now. paper, you're a hundred percent. Except maybe she would want to do that, and I don't see you wanting to do that. So I was just pointing out, like, you know, I'd, I'd wear a cat outfit for her. There you go. Problem solved. Fine. And then I'm gonna call you a furry. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Just wanted to air it out on on tape, you know. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was. Uh, do you have anything else or like cocktails and? So your last serious relationship, how long? Um, how long was that? Uh, like ten and a half years and counting. Before Shannon. Oh, that's. Uh... I don't like to think about that sort of... No, I... Uh, shit. I'm, like, really having... It was over ten and a half years ago. I'm really having to, to think about this. Like, the length of... Uh, like, a year? Oh, my God. My last relationship lasted a year. Isn't that crazy? We're, yeah. like, perfect for each other. Okay. Checkmate. You know? <laughs> wow, we have so much in common. Because, uh-huh. like, I used to I used to date someone, and it lasted, like, a year, and, like, you'd had that at one point in your life, too. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not wow. a super unique situation, though. I think a lot of people, a lot of dating people do that. Fuck that. That doesn't convey closeness. He didn't put his hand on her shoulder. Don't, don't do this. <laughs> not here. I'll let you okay, do all the, yeah. you can do all the Battlestar and Star Trek you want, but leave Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> out of this one. Uh, uh, um, so Connor is, is very sweet and I hope this show doesn't, um, crush him as I think it's going to. Um, at some point I have a feeling that guy is going to have the, if he doesn't become number one, he is going to ball and I'm going to feel very sorry for him. And that's going to hurt me. And I hope kids that he teaches don't watch this show and find out about it. But they're all way more technologically savvy than I am. And he is. So I fear for that when he has a kid who thinks he's a tough bully kid and is like, Hey, was you that guy that cried in that car because that girl didn't <laughs> pick you on a show? And like... He would probably hold his composure. He would, you know? He'd keep it together. But if you were really looking, you could probably feel it. Him holding back the sadness. And I don't want that for him. Um, Described a very specific sad situation for him. He, he teaches young kids. They wouldn't be that mean, right? They're going to be... They're going to feature in his hometown date or something. Kids are awful, bro. That's what, well, that's what I'm saying is like, if he deals with kids, like I, as an adult, I care so much about the opinion of kids. Don't like them or care for them. But for some reason, <laughs> their opinions would cut me to the bone more than a negative, you know, remark from someone I have known my whole life. Totally. Totally. If a kid calls you like pretty or nice or something, you probably are. Or funny looking. Or funny looking. Or then, scary yeah. looking. And that, that hurts. I will say, Connor's kissing is very intense. Um, and he's got good handwork on the head. I'm like, oh my god, dude, this guy is kissing. Mm-hmm. Um, how, I've, uh, I've never. How is it intense? 
Is it, is it like a mouth work or I've seen grosser. Uh, I've seen way grosser and that's different. I mean, this guy's like, you can tell he's like working, you know, he seems like kind of this methodical dude. Um, I don't know. I turned the lights down when I watched the show today. So I felt like I was kind of watching a movie. Like everyone. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of and... kind of analyzing it a little bit more, you know, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, but uh, the last thing I have for the cocktail is I'm really happy, and I think Tasha said this to her probably, I'm really happy to see her sharing before giving the rose. I think that is a great development in this show. Yes. Just, it yeah, validates just, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because if you're just and I, you and you alone, goodbye, then everyone has to worry. But if you let people know like that you appreciate yeah. them, it goes a long way. Y- it totally, totally does. Um, question, Wade. Uh, hey, Wade. Hey, Zach. <laughs> Do you like the outdoors, bro? Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I exist. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have, I have some experience going outdoors. Not so much lately, but. That's crazy, cause like, <laughs> I do outdoor stuff too sometimes. Like what? Um. Well, I can actually set up a tent. I can fish. Um, and I can, uh, I, I'm totally fine with not showering or using a bucket as a toilet. So again, I'm just saying, you know, if Greg's the number one here, I'm batting a hundred thousand. I didn't see him chop any wood either. Okay. On the topic of that, speaking of, and I'm glad you brought this up because the way he hacked into that fucking bucket to make a hole, what the fuck is that dude? What? First of all, you've never used a, an ax, just saying. Second of all. You know, you could have, like, used it kind of like a knife and cut into the bucket. But, you know, instead you went He-Man on it. Yeah. And it's not good for shitting the way that he cut into it. It's just not. No, it is not. Dude, there is going to be shit stuck on the thing that he cut. The bucket that he cut. And thank you goodness know. they didn't show them using it. Truth be yeah. Truth be told, if I was there with someone else, I would have taken a tape measure from my butthole and then lined it up to exactly where the hole should be and then cut around it. Because that's using your fucking brain, Greg. Okay? You like going fishing, but you never done anything else? So, where's the beef, Greg? You want to fight, dude? You want to fight, bro? <coughs> my address is five. <coughs> I'm just kidding. Duh, I'm not gonna yeah. give my address. <laughs> you can send me a letter at PO Box nine eight five South Pasadena, California nine ten thirty one. Or email us at I love that bachelor at gmail dot com, and we'll pick a parking lot, time and a place. I'm bringing you, my skateboard, dude. That's just a weapon. <laughs> We're both clearly trying to set up a duel with this guy. He probably wins. <laughs> He's, he seems like a nice dude. Honestly, dude. So, okay, so his one-on-one, um, he's going to go, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote, wow, Greg's going to go the whole fucking way. Um, despite being a little bitch made on that tent scenario. Uh, but the way he opened up and shared about what he had going on, um, it was very genuine. It felt real. I got you know, that. it really yeah, did. Yeah. Um, and that makes me happy that 
if there was anyone on this show thus far that I think would be better for her than me, or at least equal, would be Greg at this point. Because he has emotions. He shares... He shares, you know, genuinely, and I like that. And he's, 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 uh, and he's nice. I will say the, like, I, I know where he was coming from and, like, what he meant, but the way it came out on television is just kind of weird when you're not like the two people. But he goes, I can be sarcastic, and, like, you just, like, get me. And that's a really weird statement. Um, if you're to like analyze it, you know, as it's like, I can be sarcastic and you like get me, which, you know, implies that she understands his humor, but it doesn't convey the closeness that touching someone it, on the but shoulder, like putting a hand on it. Yeah. No, it doesn't convey the connection they shared when they, when he was sarcastic and she laughed heartily because we didn't get to see it so what i'm saying is is like out of context not seeing this guy being funny and sarcastic with her it feels really sterile and weird Mm -hmm. but i can build in the back information it's fine you know i've i've seen movies and stuff and read so like it's easy to find where they're coming from with that but in that particular instance, I was like, that's hella sweet, but it doesn't make any sense because we don't know that about you. Yeah. But it was a nice yeah. date. I, I definitely had the same takeaway as you that it felt authentic and awkward. And I'll, I'll credit that to, you know, I, yeah. I think Katie's a great bachelorette. Like she can appreciate goofy or weird and the kind of that awkwardness when she almost started talking about her dad and then. They went back and resolved it at dinner. Like, I don't know. It it just felt like real life shit. Like no one felt performative about it. And it was awkward. And they both let that, you know, let it happen. And honestly, the reason why he's going to go the whole way is they didn't have to like be like, oh, dude, everyone's opening up this week. Right, bro? Because we got to open up to show like our, you know, our vulnerability to her, bro. One time I went to the gym without steroids. See, this is how Carl thinks. You would just instantly like, how can I leverage what I saw work for someone else to my advantage? Yes, exactly. And I think that's the takeaway here. And that is that the next thing? Uh, the next thing is the cowboy brawling. Oh, okay. Where, uh, you know, Kate, Caitlin and Tasha are just having a lot of fun with this. So, yes. And also Michael, the guy with the kid who didn't get a date this week, but got reassured later on. Yes. No, no, no. He, uh, oh, Michael. There's a Mike and a Michael. I'll be damned. Yeah, Michael. Um, He looks like the guy from Will and Grace that's the friend that isn't Will and Grace. Oh, man. Thank you. We've been trying to figure yeah. it out this whole time. I'm like, is it like Jason Bateman playing a nice character or like what? Is yeah, it? I've been thinking about this, dude. And today it clicked finally. That's it. <laughs> Just had to tell you that uh, the FaceTime kind of froze a little bit. That's why I added wow. in that. That's it. So <laughs> well done. We're still doing COVID, you know. It's easier this way, everybody. Okay. Yeah, we like it at home. <laughs> we like working from home, and we're not going back. I am never going back to an office unless it's to teach kids. You hear me, Katie? I mean, world. 
Okay, I have a question for you. D- did you get the sense that Aaron and Cody, who seem to have animosity for one another and a history in San Diego, do you think they, like, ditched a body together? Oh, man. I gotta tell you, dude, I want to buy that premise so fucking bad. Not to throw but... Aaron in with Cody, but the way he would, you know, the way he said, like, things would have been better if you, if people just didn't know that you knew me is, like, what is in your past? That is a red flag thing to say. It's really weird. Also, these are the guys who are fighting on night one that we were like, what the fuck is this drama? Yeah. Um. So poor job on editor's part <clears throat> throwing that out there because they showed us that and then we got this and it's like, OK, cool, but I don't understand it at all. And now I have to wildly speculate that they buried a body in the desert. Well, they didn't. This is the, the bad editing thing is they didn't give us the context. It's like, what did he post? Exactly. Are we talking about like radical political views or did he say something sexist or, you know, like you're not letting us measure. I mean, don't get me wrong. That dude has a lifeless shark eyes and did not react at all when Katie confronted him. He just like stared. <laughs> yeah. I, I yes. don't know. I don't know what's what specifically you're talking. About. OK, so there's a laundry list of like yeah. bad shit. It- it felt rehearsed as fuck, bro. Um, rehearsed, man. But, <clears throat> however, I don't think it was bearing a body. I bet you they both went to SDSU. Or no, no. What's the party one? Yeah, it is SDSU. UCSD is the smart school. SDSU is the party school. I bet you they went there and they're in the same frat or rival frats and like didn't like each other. Mm. I bet that's what it is. <clears throat> You know, or they worked at the same restaurant and someone got fired. Yeah, that probably tracks. They're like a year yeah. apart in age, so they could have gone to school together. Um, regardless, I think they should both go home. Same. Also, the I've... go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. No, I just I, I feel bad for Aaron because like uh, I don't know if you're like I think someone pointed out that uh, Katie last season was like friend zoned but Matt James would, like, get gossip from her. Yeah. And I now suspect that Aaron is that, you know, guy for Katie. Like, you're the first person who tattled on someone, and I sent them home, so I have to double down on trusting you. But, like, yeah. I guess, yeah. It's just weird when she returned, and she's like, Aaron, can I talk to you? And it's like, no one expected oh my God, that to happen. Oh, he, he was probably like, is friend-zoned. Yeah, he seems surprised to be getting the invitation. Like, it's not about your connection or chemistry. You're just, you're like her, uh, her eyes on the ground, or something. So Josh used to be fat. That guy with the Obama ears. Just, oh, just the vamping. Obama ears, nice dude. That's a thing. Um, and there's someone I know. That I will not say on air for reasons. Um, looks just like Obama. That's right. I know what you're talking about. Um, and so, it, it 100% is the years. It's crazy. When yeah. he said that, I was like, oh my god, it's the years. That's that's it, basically. But, uh... <clears throat> um, Andrew S., Got that rose. Oh, yo, smart move, bro. Yeah. Yeah, my guy. What's up, number four? You're getting in the top four, dude. 
And was this one of the strategy of she's upset, I'm going to be the first human to just go, like, try to comfort her situation? I don't know if it was strategy or not. The way it felt to me was legitimately, like, he goes, hey, love, I just wanted to check in on you. And I'm like, (gasps) I wasn't saying, like, it was strategic necessarily, but it's like someone, you know, someone needs to make that move, like. You're all just brilliant picker amongst yourself, or does someone want to go work on that connection and you know do what you're here for? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with that. I am. I and I'm happy that he got that rose and he deserved it because it, <laughs> it conveyed closeness and attention. He was attentive to her. <laughs> And it was authentic and genuine. And again, like, I think our predictions of this show or this season rather is. I think we're seeing a lot of authentic and, um, you know, no disgenuine, but a lot of genuine itty. Clearly. Couldn't, you know? have, couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> I don't remember what fucking season that's from. Um, <laughs> Doesn't do you matter. remember? I have no idea. Maybe it's Peter's. I think it's Peter's. Yeah, one of the slower um, seasons. But uh, okay, so okay, yeah. I want to take a. I want to take a step back, uh, if that's okay, real quick. I'm Please. so sorry. Um, loss of dad. Come on, move on to that. Plus, you know, more family members kind of vibe. All right. I have lost many people in my life. My vulnerability list is huge, dude, and I never use it. I talk to girls and they're, you know, they're like, oh, like, you know, something or something. And then I'll just casually be like that. And they're like, why are you so casual about that? And I'm like, because it made me me. How can I be upset? You know, it doesn't appear to be in a vulnerability laundry list. It can be for other people. But I'm just saying from my perspective, watching some of these vulnerability moments I'm just like, okay, cool, move on, because I'm not in the moment. If I was in the moment, I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, how did it affect you? How have you grown from that? But as an outside spectator, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, people deal with loss. Move on. How did how did you become who you are now? The other thing was... uh the date, the uh, the cowboy date. I don't know who it was, but there was the most genius whip sound after a guy jumped over a tumbleweed when they were slow motion walking in. <laughs> nice. And I was like, yeah, dude, that is brilliant. Shout out that ed- sound editor. God damn. I'd like to take a step. Even- okay, so when you're talking about your dead dads, do it better. I want to go a little farther back. <laughs> That uh, Thomas got the impression rose on that first date with the juicy scoop trivia. I, I just want to like take a pause before uh, we close this out and ask, what do you think of Thomas? What was his trauma? What did he share again? <coughs> Why did he make a good impression? This um. Uh, shit, I don't know. I you know I didn't. I don't like him. I'll, I'll just spoiler. So I maybe okay. didn't write it down or wasn't paying enough attention. I just he to- got, he got kisses. I noted that. Totally fine. So okay, here's my take on this guy. Um, he reminds me a lot of the guy who ended up with um, Andy, who was the second 
runner-up on Juan Pablo's season. Um, and this guy was also on Bachelor in Paradise the following year because it didn't work out with him and Andy. <clears throat> He's a very bro dude, former, like, you know, 26th man. On, so most baseball rosters, they're like 25 people, you know? It expands in the postseason, but, like, he's, like, a 26th man baseball player who probably played some major league games. Um, and the way he eats pizza, and I imagine most food, is he takes a bite and he goes, mmm, 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 and it's so fucking annoying because that's the same way that he kisses, too. Whenever he kisses, he goes, mmm when he kisses mm. and it's really really fucking annoying and this guy kind of reminds me of that guy and he has this like cocky baseball player who still thinks he could have been in the fucking majors you know if only they still allowed steroids kind of thing <laughs> sure you know like he's nice enough sure i'm not mad at the guy but um he, he could win me over as it stands but right now he seems disgenuine, and and that's it. All right. I share that suspicion, but I base it on him being a real estate broker in California. Like, he must be evil or disgenuine, right? Yeah, he's definitely evil. I'm waiting for him and Christian to get the boot, and then we'll have the rest of the, you know, investor class people off this fucking show. I agree. Um. So uh, I thought that Aaron was pretty vague, as I said, when he was trying to rat out Cody. And I think that Carl was even more vague when trying to rat out <laughs> everyone but himself and no one. Like, I'm trying to even think of what he said. Just like, oh, it's out there in the air. Some people are saying, I, you know, I get the impression. But also, I'm not going to be specific after she was like, no, please tell me if you're going to say this shit. Like, get specific. Because otherwise, it's just like, hey, be insecure and confused. Trust no one. And that's a shitty thing to tell The Bachelorette. Yeah, Carl's a shitty dude. And I think Aaron's also a shitty dude. That, and that, uh, that's like just it. I'm just like. You're you're not being you're not being cool. That's just it. Yeah, and there's so many good guys this season. Like I I kind of I'm just inclined to totally agree with you. Next, let's nail yeah. this thing down to like the eight genuinely like decent dudes. Exactly. Like let's just get to it. You know. Yeah. That's all I have, other than the. The omission of uh, David Connor C and Andrew M, like you pointed out, that she took Michael aside and said, "Hey, I know you didn't get a date," so she like took him first at cocktails, which was awesome. That's so sweet that she, yes, did that to reassure yes. him. But there were three other dudes who weren't in either of those group dates. Yeah. So it's like that doesn't guarantee that they'll leave. It might be a similar Michael situation. We're like, oh, I'm definitely keeping that one. And after these dates, I realize I want to get rid of these people because they're jerks. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what Katie's thinking, but I'm just trying. I don't to, either. Trying to cover the bases and acknowledge everyone, yeah. so we're not too confused later when Dark Horse David takes the lead, gets to hometowns. Wow. Yeah, he's going to. It's possible. <clears throat> um. 
Yeah, that's all I've got. I was going through this, and I was like, oh, fuck, we jumped past where I was at. And then I looked at the other stuff, and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. It ends on Carl as a snake. Final, final thoughts and a question for you. Were you in Katie's situation, or any Bachelor or Bachelorette lead situation? Would you prefer that everyone just keep that shit to themselves and not rat each other out, or would you want to know... Like, like, would you rather trust that people no, will be frank know. with you or would you not want to deal with the drama and potential people trying to sabotage each other and lying to you? So, so honestly, the thing here is, is I want people to tell me, but I'm going to grill them harder. Carl came to me and said some shit. I bro name. Because if you don't give me fucking names, I don't trust you and you're out. You know, I, I would go in there fucking swashbuckling a motherfucker like Indiana Jones in a jungle. You know what I mean? I don't care. <clears throat> in fact, the faster I can whittle these assholes down, the better. That's fair and awesome. And now I kind of wish she had done that. Like, yeah, hey, I that just was, I just I got was, rid of Cody. Like, name a name or, you know, I mean, it'd be mean, but it would have got results. It totally. But yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to the off-road vehicle wreck next week. Same. And maybe a new villain, because I, I, I get that feeling Carl's uh, going to be leaving us. Me too. It's probably someone who's going to shame uh, Matt. The Virgin. I thought that was Mike. Oh, Mike. I thought it was good. <clears throat> We're doing it. Yeah, they're trying, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you can listen right. to us do it more yeah. and uh yeah i've said the email several times do cool. we get do we, well, you check that lately uh i do i check it like once a week okay yeah just too too many to so many emails oh my god or, yeah, you know, wow. like categorize them and then jesus yeah, yeah. christ yeah you know <clears throat> all right oh, thanks man. for listening yeah <laughs> i guess we're done <laughs> Bye. Bye.